Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show, whether you're watching on YouTube, on Rumble, or listening via podcast. This is episode 129. In this week's episode, my big idea is to remind you of the power of taking responsibility for whatever happens in your life and never blaming others for such events. When you take responsibility, you are in control of your life. You are not relying on others' points of view, on others' judgments. Taking responsibility liberates you to do what is best for you in whatever circumstance has occurred. In this episode, I discuss three quite common situations where taking responsibility is almost counterintuitive, almost shocking. However, it is the willingness to embrace responsibility that gives you so many gifts. I hope the reminders in this episode help you to stick to the responsibility road and avoid the blame game. Our format for the weekly show is that I share my big idea with you right up front. Secondly, I share six resources to help you implement the concepts behind the big idea. Thirdly, I review key happenings of the past week in Julie and my life and sometimes in the life of the planet. And then lastly, particularly for newer listeners, newer viewers, I go into the foundational principles of the Charles Covey Show and more details about my background where regular viewers and listeners are aware of those elements. So let's get into today's big idea. You are responsible for everything that happens to you. It might not be your fault. It might be that you are not to blame. But you are responsible. Let me give you three situations where taking responsibility becomes quite scary, quite counterintuitive, almost shocking. Number one. You step out on the road, you're stone cold sober, and you are hit by a drunk driver. I say you are responsible. Second situation, you are defrauded by an online scammer. You are responsible. It's not your fault. You're not to blame, but you are responsible. Third situation, you are sacked from your job. Your employment is terminated through through no bad performance by you. In fact, your boss, who has a lot, uh, a lot of failings, a lot to be desired in, in leadership, your boss terminates you because you are a threat to your boss's situation. You are too good. So they find some other way to, to make an excuse to terminate you. You are responsible. So this seems a bit strange, doesn't it? This seems shocking that this could be the case. Well, let me explain to you why. In the first case, being hit by a drunk driver, you are responsible because you chose the moment 
to walk out onto the road. You chose that moment. It's not your fault. You're not, you, it's not, you know, we don't blame you for that, but you chose that moment. In the second situation, being defrauded by a scammer, you were defrauded. You are responsible because you simply didn't take enough care. You made the decision to transact with the scammer. You didn't have to take that decision. You are responsible. Third situation, you are responsible for being sacked because you chose to go to work in that environment. It's not your fault that you were sacked. It's not to, you're to blame, but you are responsible. Are these situations where you take responsible unfair? Yes, they are. However, your alternative to taking responsibility is to play the blame game, is to play the victim game. When you do that, you are not in control. You will learn very little by playing the blame game, by playing the victim game. It's very convenient to do that but it's not going to take you on your life journey. Being in control of your life is such an amazing, such an amazing thing. When they put you in jail, you are not in control of your life. You are locked up. Taking responsibility liberates you. Taking responsibility teaches you lessons. Taking responsibility means that you Learn to make better decisions. After all, that's what life is about. And this is for the whole of your life. You keep making these decisions. And then as you get older, particularly older people get scammed by online scammers. It's a good reminder to those older people, gosh, I need to keep my brain in tune. I need to understand what the risks are. But I will only do that if I'm willing to take responsibility. I say that business success requires leaders and managers of teams to teach people, to create an environment of each employee taking responsibility. That has lay at the heart of the work I've done with successful teams for the last 29 years. I say personal success is entirely linked to your willingness to take responsibility. I say your success is deeply linked to how willing you are not to blame anybody for anything that happens in your life. And corporate teams that I've worked with over the years have transformed themselves when leaders understand how to create a culture of taking responsibility. It's a wonderful way to live life. It's more difficult than blaming others, but in the long term, it is a way to, to create a life that you are proud of, that you will stand up in any environment and be strong and, and face the challenges of life right in the face, to embrace those challenges rather than running away from life because the, life, the world that we live in these days is if something bad happens to you, look for someone to blame. I say that is a depressing way to live life. Don't do that. So some resources for you. Well, rather than a song, I thought I would read you the poem Invictus, a famous, famous short poem that is all about taking responsibility. You've heard of the Invictus Games. Nelson Mandela's role in that, and Nelson Mandela took responsibility for South Africa's future. And this poem Invictus is by William Ernest Henley, and it goes like this. 
out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Beautiful poem. You are the captain of your soul. You are the master or mistress of your fate. Take that responsibility. My book this week is a present given to me by one of my good friends for my birthday. It's the fortunate, the fortunate. It's a book written by Peter Fenwick and the subtitle is 10 great writers highlight how we created free and affluent societies. And through these 10 writers is constantly this theme of being willing to take responsibility of the opposite of taking responsibility is to live life under communism, where the government tells you what to do, where you simply live your life according to instructions. It's like being in jail. So check out this book published by Connor Court, The Fortunate. My quote by a guy called Stephen Levine. I don't know who he is, but I love this quote. Very relevant to taking responsibility. Buddha left a roadmap. Jesus left a roadmap. Krishna left a roadmap. Rand McNally produced a roadmap. But you still have to travel the road yourself. Beautiful. You have to choose to travel the road. My spiritual tip ties into having Invictus as a poem today rather than a song is that reading poetry can take you into a spiritual space that poets, as Buckminster Fuller has pointed out to us, poets are those who go deep into their feelings, deep into their soul. It's not just a mental exercise. It's many times a spiritual exercise. Reading poetry can put you in touch with your spiritual side. My health tip is to remind you the same thing that I'm telling myself. When, not, when you're not 100% healthy, drink more water. Discover what it is, what the optimal amount of water is for you and what your water source is going to be. And lastly, my spot of humour for you on taking responsibility. And as you well know, sometimes taking responsibility can give rise to negative consequences. Well, here's the story of a man who joined a monastery, a non-speaking monastery. You weren't allowed to speak for seven years. And after seven years, all you could do was say two words. 
So the first seven years went by and and the man was invited in to the to the to see the abbot, the man in charge of the monastery. And he asked him, What is there anything you want to say? And his two words were too cold. The next seven years passed by. The abbot called him in. Is there anything you'd like to say? The man says, bad food. Next seven years goes by. The abbot calls him in. Is there anything you'd like to say? The man says, I quit. The abbot says, oh, thank God, all you've ever done since you came here is complain. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. So take the six resources. Take the ideas behind this episode and, and embrace the challenge of taking responsibility for your life. It will make a significant difference to your life. And if you usually take responsibility, perhaps today's episode is to remind you of the nuance of being ever willing to take more responsibility. My aim for this show is to help you to craft the life, to develop the life, to build the life that fulfills you. And a core element of that is building your self-awareness around how willing you are to take responsibility. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast, to subscribe to this YouTube. I invite you to visit our websites, covest.com for corporate programs and charlescovest.com for the self-awareness and passion quest. My books, Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance, are available on each of those websites. Now, let's review some key happenings over the past week. Well, Friday night, big deal, big party to celebrate my entry into the eighth decade of my life. I finally hit three score and ten years, had a wonderful party with with some wonderful friends, and it was a it was a lot of work. Julie did a great job, my family did a great job to help me create a celebration that was in alignment with the advice that I've given you in the past, which is to celebrate occasions. We celebrated, drank lots of whiskey, had a great time, and also had lots of wishes online for my birthday. So thank you to all of those people who took a part in that. And again, thank you to my wonderful wife, Julie, for all the work that she did to make it all happen. The other big thing that's happening in Victoria, in Australia, where I live is floods. So in the, in the climate, in the climate change scam, it goes on, you know, we'll never, our dams will never be full again. Well, there's plenty of floods happening. It's a very cool spring. A lot of people are experiencing major trauma from these floods. But as I say, we have to take responsibility. Each one of us, if your place is flooded, you have to take responsibility. It's not your fault. You're not to blame. Although you did choose to buy the house where the floods occur. That's the part of what life is about. Just like I take responsibility for the type of coffee I drink. I'm not downplaying it, but... But when something happens to you, you go, right, I'm responsible. I chose to live here. I will clean up this mess and I'll get on with life. It's a, it's, a, it's a salutary reminder of bad stuff happens in life. Good. It happens. And how do you know life is not meant to be that way? Life gives us lessons. And when you take responsibility, you get the benefit of those lessons. Imagine going through the hard work of cleaning up and not getting the benefit of the lesson. 
And of course, during the week, I moderated two global meetings of medical doctors for those C-19 ethics. And the speakers were a UK lawyer, Anna de Buisseray, and a wonderful, wonderful physician, expert doctor, Sukharat Bhakti, who spoke with the powerful, powerful message. So whilst these whilst these conversations that I moderate take a lot of time, the lessons that are becoming available to people from these great speakers are wonderful, and I get the benefit of those lessons as well. And, of course, the exercise regime goes on in the meantime, constantly thinking about health, although I must say the amount of whiskey that I had knocked me around a little bit, knocked me around the gills a little bit, but that's okay. I take responsibility. I'm willing to take responsibility for for, uh, perhaps having a little bit more alcohol that might be particularly healthy for me, but mentally and spiritually is wonderfully healthy for me. So if you're new to the show, Stick around for the last part, which goes into the foundational principles of the show, the foundations of freedom that drive my work, and also some background about me. And I thank you for watching and listening. I wish you a week full of challenge, full of passion, full of your ability to take responsibility and embrace this gift of life. And as you do that, your self-awareness will continue to rise. Have a great week. I look forward to being with you next week. Bye. And now, for viewers and listeners who want to know more about my background and what else I do with my life as well as the foundational principles of the show, here we are. Since 1993, when I left my legal career, a career that I love to become Australasia's passion provocateur, I have inspired and provoked and educated and motivated people all over the world to discover and pursue their passion. I have helped people via the books that I've written, via speeches at conferences, via in-depth team building programs, workshops, over one, two or three days or over three months, six months. And I've coached people of all ages, one-on-one from small, medium and large enterprises, government enterprises, helping them to identify the often tiny changes that can make a massive difference. One of my core principles is that freedom is what makes us truly human. That's why one of the greatest threats that government imposes on you to force you to observe its laws is the threat of imprisonment, the loss of your freedom. Just think about that. Government says, if you don't behave yourself, we're going to put you in jail. No, no, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to lose my freedom. That's a reminder to you of why freedom is so important. Without freedom, you and I are not much different to animals. If you were locked up in a cage for the rest of your life, how how different would you be to an animal? This commitment to fighting for freedoms for all people is carried out by me primarily through five channels. Number one, preserving the freedom to pursue your passion. Number two, inspiring you to be able to be free through excellent health. Number three, helping preserve freedom throughout the world through the expansion of industrial hemp. 
a magnificent agricultural crop, an almost miraculous crop that enables every community to thrive independently of government. In this way, the power of government to take away freedom is minimised. Number four, fighting for freedom through legal strategies. So I do work as a legal strategy consultant, as an interface between clients and their lawyers. And number five, as chairman of the Australian Institute of Comedy and as a board member of the Australian Cartoon Museum, fighting for the freedom of thought and speech through uncensored comedy and humour through avoiding political correctness in the comedic space. When you block freedom of speech, freedom of thought, that's the beginning of the end of your freedoms. The foundational principles for the Charles Covest Show are founded on the formula SA plus P equals S. Your self-awareness added to your passion will guarantee that you are successful. And the best definition of success I have found in life is that success is the progressive realisation of your worthy ideals. The progressive realisation of your worthy ideals. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous principle and quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket. I wear my red jacket for all my shows. Red is the colour of passion. So that when you see me on the YouTube version, It reminds you that when you see red in your life, you ask yourself the question, am I pursuing my passion? What am I passionate about? Am I still passionate about that? What might I newly be passionate about? Each week I explore one big idea that can change your life. And it's just one big idea because there's a chance you will remember it. If I give you too many ideas, then we we get confused and we don't do anything. Clarity leads to power. Confusion kills passion. Each week I share simple and practical resources that you've heard me describe in the earlier part of the show. A spiritual tip, a health tip, lyrics of a song, a book, a quote, and of course humour. This show is not politically correct. I have no intention of being politically correct. And I love certain addictions, including my addiction to great coffee. Mm. my addiction to exercise my addiction to reading and my addiction to certain other unmentionable in public type behaviours who would know what they are this show definitely subscribes to the view that we have a spiritual life so if you don't like discussion of spirituality this show is not for you I promise you that I don't include anything in this show that I don't consider to be true and that I have not found to be useful in the work that I've done over the past 28 years, but also over the past 50 years in business, as a lawyer, as a consultant advisor. I only want to share stuff with you that is of value to you. Finally, if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to contact me at charles at Again, thanks for watching and listening to my show. Bye.